Well, hello and welcome to today's podcast. I am Lucy Imanet Aliu. And with me today in the studio, I have Emanuela Sandi, the governance officer for the Institute for Governance Reform. Hello, Emanuela, and welcome to today's podcast. Hi, listeners. To further build on our previous episode that discussed the second iteration of the Citizens' Manifesto, the Citizens' Manifesto was first introduced in 2018 as a way to identify citizens' policy priorities and the desires of um, citizens that should be taken on board by political parties. Well, in this week, we discuss what are the demands of citizens in Sierra Leone. How many demands are there and what do they look like? There are not only demands at the national level, but also each district level. Well, the objective of the CM is to shape party priorities and manifestos going forward. So, Emanuela, can you briefly tell us about the the CM process and how you guys were able to identify these six demands of citizens? Okay, thank you very much. Um, the Citizens Manifesto Initiative um, is a collaborative effort of all the civil society organizations, including media outlets, um, formal institutions um, like the Sierra Leone Teachers Union, Bar Association, and then informal groups including Ataya Base, um, Benghazi, car dealers, and so forth and so on. Um, the whole idea of the Citizens Manifesto is to place citizens in the forefront of shaping the kind of um, democratic and accountable um, political leadership. Um, the idea also of the Citizens Manifesto is to make political leadership accountable and then to reduce um, violence associated with our elections. We all know that when um, um, we get closer to elections, polling day and after um, elections, there are so, many, uh, so much tensions. So the Citizens Manifesto is to reduce the violence associated with our elections and so that citizens and then politicians, presidential aspirants, candidates, they will be having policy discussions so that elections will be policy driven. Um, the other very significant um, 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 issue also um, of why the CM is that um, citizens' policy priorities to be adopted into political party manifestos. And not just um, political parties adopting citizens' policy priorities, but, but also acting upon them um, to, to see that um, the desires of citizens are met. So the six issues that we are identified in this citizens' manifesto, how did we come about that? The first step was to do a knowledge, attitude and practice survey towards elections. This KAP as we target, Knowledge, Attitude and Practice Survey, um, we, we, it, it is the forefront, it is the first step of having the Citizens Manifesto. But before we had our enumerators in the field to collect that data, we first of all had um, a meeting in which we invited all the major political parties to come and critique the tool, you know, the questionnaire to see um, which areas needed to needed some adjustment and so forth. And so when, when that was done, we sent our enumerators in the field and they did 2,400 interviews nationwide. And to do that interview also furthermore, we used the ECSL 2018 um, VRC and police station um, data for us to be able to identify 
um, the respondents. And so what was done was um, household survey in which randomly 2,400 um, people were interviewed. That was the other step. And so when the KAP survey was out, um, report was out, we went again to um, the ECSL conference room and then we launched the, re the report in which we invited all the political parties. The EMBs were there, other civil society organizations and, and development partners. And so after the launching of the KAP, we also did a media launch of the district consultation because that is also another medium in which we are able to um, get more information to, to develop the citizens' manifesto. All right, okay. So since we have highlighted that um, this year, the citizens' manifesto was introduced in 2018, how is this 2023 citizens' manifesto different from the last? Yeah, um, a major difference is, difference is that... Um, for the 2017 Citizens Manifesto, we had just citizens' demand. But um, this 2023 Citizens Manifesto, we have citizens' demand. And beyond the demands, citizens also made six commitments. Okay, so now we're in this path. Tell us about the, the six demands made by the citizens. And what, I mean, delve into the demands. Let us know what the demands comprise of. Yeah, so the six demands, firstly, um, citizens wanted um, political parties to commit to achieving 50% employment for youth. Um, we don't, we, citizens do not want um, a discussion wherein they would say, oh, some, citizens, some of them are not empowered. The state have um, the responsibility to um, cater for even those who do not go to the university. So for best practice in some places, what they normally do is that they have factories and other companies that will employ even those who do not go to university. And so you would see that um, some of our youths, they go to neighboring countries or Europe, even though they are not educated, just so they could fend for themselves, just so they could work in factories. So what, what the responsibility of the state is that... Um, um, they are to identify, you know, companies or institutions that would come and invest in, in Sierra Leone. And also the, the environment should be conducive for those um, um, institutions to thrive. And, and one way for the environment to be conducive is, is to um, um, reduce the tax in some, on some of those companies. Because if the tax is high from um, government to those companies and then our market is small, you would see that some you know, bigger companies, they will shy on investing in Sierra Leone. So what the citizens want is 50% government to commit to achieving 50% employment for young people. The other one is that in the first year of administration, whoever would win after the 2023 elections, they should introduce traffic lights on, on the streets and reduce the presence of police. Um, we, we, we see that um, even commodities or goods um, that, that, that are produced in our country, the prices are really high, like, mm -hmm. like, like palm oil or, or, or pepper. Because if, if, if the farmer, you know, you, you know, um, 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 have their goods from the villages and the cost of transportation is high. By the time they get to it, to major towns and they have to pay from one checkpoint to another and then there is police on the street that will be stopping to pay for, for the goods and to pay for other charges, you will see by the time they get to major towns, 
the prices will be high. So we, 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 we citizens want um, um, the next government to reduce the presence of police in this, on, on the state. Yes, there are major there are major areas that police are needed. Um, like you would say, like those bordering areas or, or districts, you know, the police are needed in those in in those areas. But like um, on. on too many police on the states, it, it have its own um, disadvantage altogether. And then make payments for traffic offenses via electronic money. Um, we, we, we see also best practice in other um, um, nations is that um, if there is a traffic offense, you do not need to, um, your business do not need to stop for the rest of that day. Yeah. But what happens is that um, you can do payments you know electronically or at times also you know with those street lights that are that are in those in some of those places they have cam cameras so if there is an offense the camera will pick it up and then when you go to renew your license then um, you would have to pay for that for that offense. Um, so but for us in Sierra Leone we know um, the electronic means that is more um, available is it's maybe orange or, or afri money. So citizens can pay for that and then they will go about their normal business for that day. Another demand also is that um, um, MPs and presidential aspirants to publish their assets on or before nomination. This was in the first manifesto, but much wasn't done. It was just one political party that actually did, um, 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 declared their assets. All the others didn't. And um, um, the data also has shown that, uh, has shown that um, one of the um, reasons that um, forestall um, Sierra Leone's development is corruption. And so we see that uh, public officials, before, before taking up positions, Sierra Leone is a small country. Some of us, we know what, what they have. And by the time they are in that position or by the end of their term, we know how much they have, um, you know, acquired mm -hmm. and a lot of embezzlement and corrupt um, um, cases. So we need, we, need, um, we need that to be done. Citizens need, you know, um, public officials to declare their assets. The next demand is that um, the next government to evenly distribute appointments um, to regions. No region should have um, below 15% and then no region should have above 30%. Um, this is also one of the issues why um, there is too much tension with our politics, you know, because it's as if when party A is in power, it is people from their region that are mostly appointed. But we want that um, narrative to change. Mm -hmm. Citizens want evenly distribution of appointments. And the final one is that um, to pay executive of um, parliamentary parties from the consolidated fund. The idea was that um, parties that could make their way to parliament, we know, we know um, that um, um, now we have the, the PL, not all parties will be able to have representation because there is a session um, 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 number of figure that parties should attain before they could be members of parliament. So those parties that could make their way to parliament, um, citizens wanted that um, executives of those political parties should be paid from the consolidated fund. Not everybody, but you have the party executive like the women's leader or party chair or those um, category executives of parties that have representation in parliament should be paid from the consolidated fund. So these are the six demands. Although these, um, these um, parties 
that should be paid from the consolidated fund actually scored low. But um, all the other issues received really high banking when we did the district consultations. All right. So um, in that line um, of citizens' demand, I'm aware that there are 16 districts and perhaps it is a bit much to talk about citizens' demand district by district. So, but perhaps you can, what you can do is that um, if there are similar demands across the districts, if not, you can identify um, demands by region, not delving into them this time around. So, at, at the national level, 50% um, employment for young people scored high, above 80%. Like almost all the regions, they wanted um, um, all the regions and all the districts. They wanted um, employment for young people. Okay. Um, and then um, the issue, the second one, is um, to install traffic lights mm. and reduce the presence of police on the street. That was the second one. It's also around seventy-six percent, you know, at the national level that wanted to reduce the presence of police on the streets and replace them with traffic lights. And then the third, that was um, around 56%, was the evenly distribution of appointments um, by regions. So um, at the national level, that is what um, we have. But when you get um, um, to the district, there we are district specifics. Like when we did um, the KP, there were some districts that their own priorities were actually like um, to reduce the prices of goods and services. And I, I think Western, Western area urban, because I was one of the facilitators in some of those consultations, also scored, you know, for um, reduced um, um, prices in, on, on, on goods and services. And then we, we have some districts that wanted um, um, good road network. Some districts wanted um, electricity. That was their concern. I could remember Pujeon, they were saying that um, um, for them it was health. Like um, they, they, their health center is so small and it is the referral hospital for all um, other towns that are um, in that um, Pujeon district. They refer them to, to the Pujeon headquarter town. But then they do not even have um, a facility for 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 for, la for those who give birth, you know, a labor room. They do not have that, and there is no light system. You could remember, women are giving. You you could imagine women mm. are giving birth, and then there is no light at all. The um, in charge have to be using um, like phone lights or mm. candles, which is which is Quite really really not yes. So um, you have district um, specifics, which is in the uh, in the reports. Um, each district have their own, but when you come to the national at ranking it was youth employment that really scored high all right so let's talk about um as we round up this um episode let's talk about the dissemination plan how are you planning to disseminate to political parties are they even listening to some point i think they are listening i believe so um because as i've earlier stated all of this wasn't done in silos we had them um to be part and parcel of it because we know that we are the major stakeholders in all of this. So um, we, we, we have launched um, the Citizens Manifesto and we invited all the political parties uh, somewhere there and somewhere not there. And so for the two uh, main political parties, we wanted them to do um, 
a statement, you know, but the one was there and we didn't want, you know, a scenario in which um, the media would present or um, it would be like it's, it is one of the party that was um, invited. So um, our dissemination plan is that, um, first of all, there at the launching we had those presenters from the districts who came and presented on their um, district resolutions, like for instance, for um, Makeni, this is what we want, you know, this is what we want, and beyond the national, you know, there were issues like you would say, for, for, for Bo, they said to reduce the dollar, and for, for Makeni, they were um, like to, um, to, for tolerance, you know, political tolerance to prevail, you know, we, we for the district consultation, we had aspects in which um, policy um, um, makers or um, those participants, 50 participants for each, each district could um, give us policies also, they could identify policies also if those policies were not identified in the KP and all of that we incorporated all which is on um, the reports. So um, our dissemination is to reach out to everyone. We have all those presenters which came from all the districts nationwide and they have the reports. They, are, some of them have, have started engaging their communities already on the Citizens Manifesto, that this is what we want. And so when political parties come to do their rallies, this is what we should ask them, how far they've adopted the CM and how are they willing to work towards those issues. So that is one, and we have also have um, um, radio discussion programs in which we have also tried to sensitize the public and to reach out again to stakeholders, including um, political parties. So uh, what, what, what we've done again is that um, we've, we've disseminated the reports to all our development partners. And then furthermore is that uh, we have to reach out to the political parties in person. And we want to do that um, through our meeting that we would have with them on, on, on keeping the peace during elections. All the political parties will be there. And so we want to have um, a little bit of um, a media presence there to, for them to cover the program to show that indeed physically, even though some of them have requested for the, for the report and we've sent it electronically, but we want, we want to reach out to them again through that event and to say these, these are citizens' priorities in the Citizens' Manifesto for you to work towards it, and then the media will be there. So um, um, there will be a standing group after this time also that will be monitoring uptake of the Citizens' Manifesto. All right, thank you so much, Emmanuel Sandy, for being here with us today. And we want to take you back on our next episode so we can talk about the citizens' commitments as we've just spoken about the citizens' demand. So we are hoping to have you back here next week for our next episode. Till next time, I have been Lucy Manetaliu.